Hello, folks, and welcome to Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian Podcast. I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Today is October 26th, which means it's 11 days until the general election midterms. I'm sure you've been hearing about this everywhere, which makes me very happy. But you've got to vote November 6th, and I'm afraid you're going to have to hear about it a little bit more from me. I have good news if November 6th is a busy day for you. I personally will not have any time to vote on that actual day, but for me and for you, there is good news. Early voting it is available for this election. In certain counties, you can early vote today on the 26th, but early voting will be mandatory across the state between the days of October 27th and November 3rd. That's all next week. So bring your photo ID to your nearest location and vote early. By the time you're hearing this, I will have already voted myself. Do you need to figure out where you need to go in order to vote? Well, you can determine that at vote.org by simply putting in your address and it'll tell you the best early voting location. Additionally, if you need to be able to figure out what even is on your ballot, you can search for that at vote411.org. Enter your address and they will give you a personalized ballot with all your information on it. Everyone's will include the following races, U.S. Senate, Governor, Attorney General, Chief Financial Officer, Commissioner of Agriculture, and of course, the amendments. There are also two votes on retaining different judges in the state. Present on the ballot are also various state and federal House elections. For example, I'll be voting on U.S. House District 7 between Republican Mike Miller and incumbent Democrat Stephanie Murphy, and I also have the race for State Representative 30. I'll be breaking down now, in quick summary, all of the statewide races so you could walk into the election booth prepared. However, if you're unsure about any of these races, I would highly recommend doing additional research beyond this podcast. It's important that you know who you're voting for and why, because information is power. I'll be providing a ton of links in the description below for more on each of them. The most important thing is that you do it. I won't tell you how to vote. That's not my place. The stakes here are important and your vote counts. No matter how jaded you feel, even if you think change at the federal level is impossible, your state elections are critical no matter what. You have to vote. You gotta do it. You can be a part of history. Florida was the 27th state in the Union. We were a territory for a very long time, and our first governor was actually future President Andrew Jackson, namesake of Jacksonville, before we were a state. His tenure as governor was fascinating, and his impact is still felt today, but that's a story for another day. We had six governors, in fact, from 1821 to 1845, before we were a state. When we became a state, our sixth pre-state governor, named John Branch, ran to be our first official governor. He lost, however, to our actual first governor, a Democrat by the name of William Dunn Mosley. He entered the office in 1845, and our state became official on March 3rd of the same year. He was best known for his work with agriculture and education, pushing for citrus and tobacco growth, and for state-funded public education. When he retired from his position, he became a citrus farmer himself. We have had 44 governors after Mosley, and on November 6th, we will know who our 46th state governor will be. When you vote in this midterm, you're a part of deciding that. Our two candidates for governor in 2018 are Democrat Andrew Gillum and Republican Ron DeSantis. Gillum has been the mayor of Tallahassee since 2014 and is running on a progressive campaign. He's been formally endorsed by Senator Bernie Sanders. Gillum stands for tax increases in an attempt to pay for Medicare in the state and to provide increased funding toward education. His running mate is Chris King, one of the candidates who is running primarily on ethics in the government and affordable housing. 
Ron DeSantis is the Republican candidate who served in the U.S. House of Representatives, representing Florida, since 2013. Previous to that, he was active duty in the Navy for six years. He's running on a conservative platform and has the vehement endorsement of President Donald Trump. He is in favor of low taxes in Florida and in allowing parents opportunities to more than just public schools. He also wants to ban sanctuary cities in the state of Florida and create a reservoir south of Lake Okeechobee to drain the toxic algae. His running mate is Jeanette Nunez, a member of the Florida House of Representatives, whose most notable achievement in the state legislature was making it so that children of undocumented immigrants paid the same amount for in-state colleges as other Floridians. Between Gillum and DeSantis, one of those two men will enter history as Florida's 46th governor, for better or for worse. We also elected our first senators in 1845, two men by the name of David Levy Uley and James Westcott. They were both Democrats, and other than for a brief period right after the Civil War, we have always had at least one Democrat as a senator in the state of Florida. For the past 17 years, one of those senators has been incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson, and if he defeats Rick Scott in the general election, he will go on to be the senator with the third longest consecutive years as a Florida senator. If he loses, however, and current Governor Rick Scott wins, it will be the first time we've had two Republican senators in Florida at the same time since the 1870s. On Governor Scott's Senate campaign website, the issues presented cover all manner of political and social issues. From disaster preparedness to Israel, from public safety to the environment, his biggest talking point, however, is related to his plan to reform parts of Congress. He calls it the Make Washington Work Plan, and is interested in passing such motions as instilling term limits to congresspeople, a necessity for a supermajority on all tax increases, and a movement that would withhold pay from congresspersons if they do not approve the annual budget on time. Employment has been a cornerstone of Scott's campaign since his first run for governor in 2010. He promised to deliver 1.7 million jobs over seven years, and according to PolitiFact, he fell only 200,000 short. He has received a lot of backlash recently over his slashing of environmental department budgets in the last few years, and over his connections with sugar industries in the state. Senator Bill Nelson, I'll remind you, also receives money from these sugar industries. In March of this year, Governor Scott passed a sweeping gun bill that raised the age to purchase guns to 21. The bill also included a movement for county governments to hire guardians for public school campuses, $69 million towards mental health work in schools, $98 million to increase security at schools, and ban selling or owning bump fire stocks. According to Sun Sentinel, since Governor Scott has been in office, Florida has been ranked near the bottom when it comes to access to basic health care. This is due to Scott's feigned interest in expanding Medicaid. Medicaid, for those who do not currently know, is a program for low-income or low-resources persons, families, or households that allow them government-funded health care. Senator Bill Nelson has worked in public office since 1972, serving both state and federal positions, including working in the U.S. House from 1978 to 1991. He was elected to his current role in 2000. Senator Bill Nelson is interested in expanding tech jobs in the state, which would create higher paying jobs and expand opportunities for the entire state. His website indicates that he is interested in tax breaks for people who are changing careers and for people who are receiving education and jobs that have a smaller workforce. Bill Nelson received $30,500 from the sugar industry this year. He's fought legislation that would allow offshore drilling in Florida and says he will continue to battle such proposals. Senator Nelson's website says he's been fighting for Medicare and Medicaid at the federal level and on theissues.org indicates that he is stuck along the Democratic Party line when it comes to health care for his entire career. The same is true for Nelson's voting record on gun laws. 
Rick Scott said earlier this year that Nelson has done nothing to aid the fight for gun safety, but PolitiFact says that Nelson is consistently voted in favor of safer gun laws. In 2012, when Nelson was running for re-election, the NRA, the National Rifle Association, gave Nelson a grade of F based on his voting record. In 2014, the NRA gave Scott an A+, based on his actions in the first term as governor. However, the NRA sued him after passing that previously mentioned gun law bill. We've had 37 attorney generals, our first being Joseph Branch. We've had Republican attorneys general consistently since 2002. Charlie Crist, who served as Florida's governor from 2007 until 2011, actually served as the attorney general under former Governor Jeb Bush. Pam Bondi has served as the attorney general since 2011, working exclusively under Rick Scott. Her term limits are up, however, and the 38th attorney general must step up. The two candidates are Republican Ashley Moody and Democrat Sean Shaw. Moody worked as a prosecutor and judge and has received acclaim for her work with the Drug Enforcement Agency in cracking down on drug cases. Shaw has been a state representative since 2016. He says that one of his primary goals as attorney general is to, quote, hold pharmaceutical companies accountable for the opioid crisis, unquote. He adds that he's in favor of banning certain kinds of firearms and of expanding background checks when purchasing guns. The candidates for chief financial officer are Republican Jimmy Patronis and Democrat Jeremy Ring. Republican Patronus is a business owner who is not in favor of raising taxes and wants to make sure we manage our state investments properly. Democrat Ring is a former member of the Florida Senate and worked in government oversight. He also worked for the tech company Yahoo in its early years. He was strongly against Rick Scott's choice to not take federal cash to help low-income Floridians with health care. I know this isn't the most exciting race, but these people change our state, and you get a voice, so you might as well go in equipped. The last major race is the Commissioner of Agriculture and Consumer Services, which covers several things, including gas, agriculture, and concealed weapons licensing. The current commissioner is former gubernatorial candidate Adam Putnam, who is the subject of criticism due to a lapse in his office in which several months passed without people receiving proper background checks when purchasing guns. The Democratic candidate is Nikki Fried. She is a lawyer whose most notable achievement is passing a bill in Florida to allow the terminally ill to use medical marijuana. She is focused on updating the business regulations and to investigate fraud more vigilantly. The Republican is Matt Caldwell, who is a former member of Florida's House of Representatives. While in that position, he worked on a committee that oversaw, quote, natural resources, transportation and infrastructure, and government operations, unquote. He is strongly in favor of the Second Amendment and wants, quote unquote, good stewardship of the environment. Remember when I told you I wouldn't tell you how to vote? I changed my mind, but just with one particular item on the ballot. There is an item on your ballot concerning the 5th District Court of Appeals Judge Eisnagel. In an opinion piece in the Orlando Sentinel, Scott Maxwell details Eisnagel's lack of qualification for the position of judge. He has minimal experience as a lawyer and received the lowest rating from the Florida Bar in terms of, quote, integrity, legal knowledge, and impartiality. Only one judge in Florida history has ever scored lower than he did. I would highly recommend that you vote no on retaining him. We need intelligent and impartial judges with integrity, and I doubt anyone would disagree with that. As for the amendments, you can find out more about the 12 of them in my amendments episode, which you can find right here in this feed. This is the 12th episode of Wait 5 Minutes, and so far, we've covered everything from immigration, to healthcare, to education, to skunk ape. And all of that came because I couldn't stop thinking about this election. This world is a complicated place, and so much misinformation clogs our various feeds. That famous phrase, think globally, act locally, kept sticking in my mind. 
I was so dispirited about the greater problems in the world, but was even more dispirited by the fact that I felt that I could do nothing, couldn't help anyone. So I started to make a podcast, but I knew in the end, it came down to one moment, and it was this, this election. I hope you feel equipped, because the next two weeks, we're going to make history. November 6th is election day, and November 7th will be the first day in a new world. So make your mark in that. I leave you with one last sentiment. You have to care. Because even if you're economically or socially stable, your friends or neighbors may not be. You have to care. You have to remember that people beyond all that crap that Twitter and Facebook and dirty politicians feed you, there are real people out there who need your help. So after you vote, consider how you can help others beyond the election. No matter how it goes, have the confidence to go out and make the change no matter what. Until then, I'll see you at the polls. Thank you for listening. Our theme song is Good Thoughts by Lobo Loco. All the information and quotes used in the research can be found in the episode description below. If you have any questions, you can reach me at wait5minutespodcast at gmail.com. I hope you listen to this on the way to the polls, and I hope you share it with a friend who is trying to figure out themselves who they'll be casting their votes for. Thank you for trusting me. I cannot wait to see what kind of history we make. Until next week, I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Be good to yourself, be good to others, drink more water, and happy Halloween.